0: Of the Gospels that were written. It's the earliest of the Gospels. We have Matthew, Mark, and they go, Matthew came first. No, Mark came first. So what you've got to realize is the first readers of this Gospel of Mark didn't have any of the New Testament. Those who were Jewish would have access to the Old Testament. And those who were Jewish who became Christians could help with the church of those who have become Christians, be them Jew or Gentile, could help them, help to understand who Jesus is. But they have Mark's gospel. And Mark here writes this gospel to those people. So when we read it, when we go through it, imagine you don't know the other gospels. There's a lot more information there for us. We can go and read it. You can go and do that. But while you're reading Mark's, have the mindset of, I have just become a Christian. I am a Gentile because you are. I don't fully understand all of the Jewish traditions because we don't. And so read it with that in mind. And what does Mark want you to find in this gospel, in the beginning of the gospel? It's the first time get the word gospel. So Mark gave us that word. And then the other gospel writers, we tend to think, oh, this is Matthew's gospel. And this is Luke's gospel. No, it is Matthew and Luke and John and Mark telling us the good news of Jesus. So that's what it is. And what does Mark, in the beginning of the gospel, about Jesus Christ, the Son of God? You stop and think about that. You're a Gentile. And you're in a church church. With other people who some who are Jewish, who have become Christians and accepted Christ as their Saviour, but you don't know a great deal about him. You know that little phrase speaks to them all. How does it speak to them all? Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the promised one, all the Jews in that congregation who are not Christians who go, Yeah, that's the one we've been waiting for. But Mark doesn't stop there. He includes everybody jesus christ a son of god ah the gentiles would would latch onto that that's our bit we're not excluded he is the messiah but he is the son of god god the father god the son god the holy spirit Do you get that so this is what we're looking at in mark's gospel i'm going to read um just from parts of mark's gospel now And I'm going to read from verse 14, which is more or less where we got up to uh, last time we looked at it, which was two weeks ago. So verse 14. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake. for They were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. And without delay, he called them. And they left their father Zebedee, In the boat with the hired men and followed him. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. And the people were amazed at his teaching, because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. And the people were all amazed that they asked each other, What is this, a a new teaching? And with authority? Authority? He even gives orders to evil spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. Take a deep breath now because Mark is pacing on here. I told you Mark goes right through these things really fast and you can see the urgency, you can see the words that he uses and he's just going from one thing to the other because it's important. It's a journey that's fast and you get it now again. As soon, (laughs) whoa, there's the words. At the urgency. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother in law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and held her up, helped her up. And the fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and the demon possessed. The whole town gathered at the door and Jesus healed many who had various diseases he also drove out many demons but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was very early in the morning while it was still dark Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed Simon and his companions went to look for him and when they found him they exclaimed everyone's looking for you Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone. But go show yourself to the priests and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. And as a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly but stayed outside in lonely places yet the people still came to him from everywhere. We pray. Father we thank you for this your word and we just come before you now in the power of your Holy Spirit that you might open our hearts and our minds that we might see the import of what Mark is saying here see how it affects us that we might know more of the person he's talking about. So, our Father, open our ears now. Open our eyes. And let us see something more of you. And we ask it in your precious and worthy name. Amen. Remember I said that Mark is moving at a pace. And he brings these events to us in less detail than Matthew or Luke. But still with important and relevant points for his reader to know who Jesus is and as I said at the beginning there Jesus is the Christ the Son of God and you will see that revealed right the way through his Gospel right to the very end when the centurion at the cross a hardened man a Gentile will look upon the one on the cross and will say surely this is (laughs) the Son of God see That's how the Gentiles would understand it. He didn't say the Messiah. He didn't say the Christ. But he knew who he was. He was the Son of God. Mark quickly moves from telling us that Jesus was in the wilderness and tempted by Satan. So what was happening? Uh, He goes on then to what was happening when John... The Baptist was in prison. So see the way he skipped over quite quickly through these things. Jesus in the wilderness. He tells us a little bit about it. It's important, you know, that um, if you look at the wilderness, it's significant. Where did God take his people out of Egypt into the wilderness to reveal himself to them? Where did Jesus go? He went into the wilderness, the lonely place. Where did Moses uh, first I have contact with God in the wilderness of the burning bush. You can look at these things and see the importance of it. But Mark is just telling us that he was in the wilderness. And he tells us just a little bit about that. Not a great deal. Then he moves on right away to what he was doing while John was in prison. Because he wants you to know these things. And he wants you to see these things. Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come. That is what is happening now. John the Baptist has prepared the way. And now, Jesus is here. So the time has come. The kingdom of God is near. It's here on earth. Jesus is here. And what is the message? Repent and believe. The good news. Notice the urgency The time has come, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. The message is the same as John the Baptist. But there is a slight difference because John was the last of the Old Testament prophets and he came to the Jewish people to do what? To prepare them for the one who was already in their midst who would soon step forward and take his place, because the time is now right. John's mission was prepare the Jewish people for the arrival of the Messiah. And for this, they would have to turn from the belief that their Jewishness was enough to get them into heaven, into God's kingdom. You see, their Jewishness had deteriorated so much and moved so far away from what they should have been believing it had moved away from God it had become a religion that was a religion that was practiced and just practicing the religion by just going to the temple by just knowing that you are Jewish of the line of Abraham that is enough to get you to heaven but it wasn't because they were sinners just like us And there was no real belief in what they were doing. So John's message was repent. That means turn from and turn to. What do we turn from? You turn from your worldly ways, your sinful ways of trying to be right with God, and you turn towards God. And that's John's message. Repent and believe. But now, now, Jesus is bringing repent and receive the good news receive the gospel repentance rather than religion for the ones John baptized was a baptism to demonstrate that they had now done this that they had turned from their sin and were now looking towards God slightly different to when we go through the waters of baptism we've got to remember that John is speaking in Old Testament times. Get that in your mind. He's a prophet to the Jewish people with a message, and his message is to prepare the way. Get that? So we have got to look at that. But you know, Mark doesn't tell us all of this, because Mark is just getting us through. You can pick it up in the rest of the Gospels. You can see what Scripture teaches us. But let's stay with Mark and see how he's going to... Get his message over it. It's always good, isn't it? I think I've at times fluffed interviews because I've said too much. I do that, you know? You can. You can say too much. I've bored people to death because I've been talking about printing. Because I'm a printer and I know about printing. And Bill, who was here last week, he's a printer. And Bill and I can talk till after midnight and not bore each other. Boy, I could talk to you for five minutes and blow boy you to death if I talk about printing. But I can tell you a little bit in about five minutes that you say, oh, that's interesting. Yeah? Yeah? That's what Mark is doing here. Get, get, a, get a hold of that. Um, it's the same message. Repent and believe, but now receive the gospel, the good news. In verse 14 to 20, Jesus is in Galilee by the sea and he calls Simon, who will later be called Peter, Jesus will rename him Peter, Simon, you will be Peter, the rock. But it's Simon, Simon Peter, and we can revert to him as Simon Peter, we know who he is. But here, Mark is just telling us, and Jesus is in uh, Galilee, he's by the sea, he calls Simon and Simon's brother Andrew, he calls James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. What does Mark tell us? He tells us first of all that they are ordinary working men. They are fishermen, not necessarily educated. That's good. But he also tells us something else. They are businessmen. They've got family business. Ah, think about that. You see, this place, then, was a major fishing port, And The family would own a boat and it would be the family's business and they would go out they would catch the fish they would sell them in the marketplace they would make that money they had a an income they had a living so they weren't poor out on the street men but they were ordinary working men sometimes we belittle the disciples a bit and and play it down that they yeah they were people like you and I God chose to use them. And I want you to look at that. We see here that without delay, when Jesus called them, they left what they were doing and they responded to Jesus. What do we have here in these few words? Let's have a look at them a little bit closer from Mark, what Mark is saying. We have the call. So they were called to a mission. they'd already been called to follow God because we know that from the other gospel writers because John the Baptist pointed to his disciples go and follow him go and learn from him he is a teacher take what I've taught you but now take it and be taught by him do you have that? don't look at these as being Oh, isn't that contradictory? He called them here, but didn't he call them back there? Which is the right one? They're both right. They were called to follow him and to learn from him. And after they've been called to follow him and learn from him, now they are being called from their work, and they are being given a mission. And their response is a willing response. That's not for us there, isn't it? It was a willing response. And what was their commission? What was their promise? This is what it is. Jesus said to them, I will make you fishers of men. I will take the skills that you have and you will use them to my glory and to the benefit of the rest of the world. You always remember the story uh, in Sunday school. Good, learning the, 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 the choruses. It's really good to sing the, car- the children's choruses. Um, I, I remember going to a party once and they offered sixpence for anybody who'd stand up and sing, and I stood up and sung. I sung a chorus and I got a tanner. I stood up again and sung another chorus and they went to the <laughs> And then they shut me down after that. <laughs> and you all know the story, don't you, about the lad goes home from church. And his dad said, what did you do today, son? Oh, we learnt a new song. What was the song you learnt? Oh, I can't remember it properly, but it was called I Will Make You Vicious Young Men. (laughs) 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 I will make you vicious of men. (laughs) So that's it. But this was the commission, and this was the promise. I will make you. What's our skill? We're fishermen. Yeah." And I'm gonna keep those fishermen's skills and I'm gonna make you fishers of men. You get that? Isn't that great? There's a lesson for us there. God, oh, I can't do anything. Think of Peter. Think of John. I'm just a fisherman. I can't do anything. No, you're a fisherman, and I can use that. I'm a bin man. I can't do that. you're a bin man, I can use that. I'm out of work, you haven't, got a, you haven't got a job, I can use that. Do you get it? Do you get what Mark is telling us here? He's saying, look, you might not think you can, but Jesus says you can. There's another kid's thing in the little train <laughs> I think I can, I think I can and I know I can, I know I can as it goes up the hill, as it comes over the brow I knew I could, I knew I could I knew I could. Yeah, I could. a little thing there for us to think about you know, uh, uh, this is what Mark is, is saying and there's no delay and we know from Luke uh, that James and John the sons of Debedee were partners with uh, Simon, with Peter but Mark 1 tells us this Mark 1 verse 20 without delay he called them and they left their father, Zebedee, in the boat. I, right. I used to think, that was a bit, you know, he called them and he just left everything and went. Isn't that a bit irresponsible? Haven't you got commitments? Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Wow. Oh, that makes a difference, doesn't it? Didn't just go and leave them in the lurch. Didn't leave his family. They didn't leave their families in the lurch. The time was right, and provision was made. They were business families. They had hired men. They could carry on the work. That's why they had access to the boats. Because the business was still going on. And time again, they would help out the business. What do you think they did with the fish that they caught when Jesus said, throw your nets over the other side? They didn't leave their families in the ledge. God isn't saying just drop everything and follow me. And don't care about anybody else. No, you have commitments. And God has given you the the wherewithal to, to be faithful to those commitments. But he also calls you. Don't think that I'm just going to leave everything behind. Some people will, but God will provide. And Mark is telling us the provision was there. Notice how Mark is not so much telling us about what Jesus is saying. He's more about letting us discover who Jesus is by telling us what Jesus is doing. That's good, isn't it? That's good. You see, first impressions. You're not always getting first impressions to what you hear people say, but you do from watching them and seeing what they do. Do you like people watching? I do. (laughs) We did it on holiday. Let's have a cup of coffee. Let's sit outside because it's a nice day oh see eh? look at the state of the <laughs> people watch you're watching what they do and you form an impression Mark's going to do that that's why he tells us of so many more miracles in Mark's go- and Matthew's going to tell us, uh, Mark is going to do that more miracles in Matthew's go- in Mark's gospel <laughs> in Matthew's or oh, Luke's gospel Mark packs a whole stack of miracles in and he lets people see yes we do have the words of Jesus and they are just as important but you know he's, he's letting us see see what? that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God you know I could have watched somebody walk down to where we were and there was a little channel with a bridge and the road went over it and there was a guy who if you'd just seen him, you would have thought, who's he? He's just, you know, not dressed in any particular way. And then one day, I saw him raising the bridge and lowering the bridge. I thought, yeah, he's got a job here. He's important to this area. Never spoken to him, but I formed an impression. My first impression was, who's he? What's he doing going over there? Is he interfering? No he was the one who had the responsibility to raise and lower the bridge to let the ships in off the lock or the boats in off the lock that's what Mark is doing I'm going to finish our passage there we're going to see a lot of what Jesus does we're going to hear the things he says as well and we're going to realize that as Gentiles, we begin to see something of his power and his authority. I want you to notice that he starts by teaching. And then other things come in that he deals with. And I want you to think about the things he then deals with but he has to move away from because he is the Christ the son of God and he has a specific mission that he has to accomplish and Mark is going to show us the importance of that mission against other important things that he doesn't necessarily do you're probably getting a bit where I'm coming from but if you start to read Mark's gospel do that. And I encourage you to read Mars Gospel. Take about an hour and a half, I think, to read right the way through it without stopping. Sometimes it's good to do that. Not, not to maybe try to study it, not to just to read it. Read through it. And then read through it again. With no pressure of, of wanting to maybe, you know, understand it too much. Because by reading it through, you will understand it. What do you do when you have an exam. You sit down and you look at the paper and you read it and go. I can't do any of them. I can't do any. Why? Because you've been reading it and trying to work it out while you're doing it. Familiarise yourself with it. Read it through. And when you come to read through, you oh yeah, I do understand that. Bit. I'll answer that question. Oh, that second, oh, I do understand the second question now. I understand it. But the important thing to do is to pray about it and ask God to guide you.